This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m., keeping you up to date with what's going on in the world of Arsenal transfers. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Good morning. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Commiserations to Nick Kyrgios, of course, for those that watched the Wimbledon final. And commiserations to Verstappen. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Verstappen. I'm sorry. Come on, Leclerc. Love that. Uh, it's a good weekend of sports. Uh, and, of course, it backed off uh, with uh, with Arsenal winning on Friday as well. So, uh, a good weekend overall. A good weekend indeed. I say commiserations to Nick Kyrgios. He is a Spurs fan, so it was always kind of happening. He was always going to lose. It was just it's very Spursy. Very Spursy indeed. Uh, AFC West Mids, good morning to you. Good morning to Matt G, to Ozzy Guna, Kevin, Aiden, good morning, guys. Luke, Blackshine, uh, Radoje, good morning to you. Uh, Olu, Aditya, Melanie, Rich, Wrath of Aries, Jean, good morning, guys. Simon, uh, I hope you are all having a fantastic morning. And everybody else, of course, that's joining us in the chat box as well that I unfortunately can't read out all your names. Otherwise, one, it'll take too long. And two, you get some very salty people in the comment section asking me to speed up the intro, Tom. Speed it up because, you know, I've got so many minutes in the day. I mean, you're wasting time saying things now. Stop wasting my time. Good morning. Scott Hill has become a brand new member in the chat box. I don't know. I feel so hyper this morning. I'm just a little bit weird. Uh, something was in my tea, clearly. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, Connor, how tall am I? Six foot three. Uh, I hope that answers your question. Without any further ado, though, before those people really start moaning, let's get on with this morning's show. Uh, do subscribe to the Arsenal Way. I'll be live over there at 10 a.m. Thank you for helping us hit 20,000 subs over there as well, and 35,000 subs over here. Our first story of the day is that players are expected to return to the club. Uh, which is, of course, including the likes of William Saliba, Martin Odegaard, uh, Kai Saka, Aaron Ramsdale, Granit Xhaka. Players that have been away on international duty and had an extended holiday are expected to come back. Um, so very interesting indeed that they will be part of the team um, and away with the team for the US Tour, which will go ahead this week. They travel this week 
And it might be our first opportunity to see William Saliba involved in the Arsenal first team squad. Gabriel Magalash is, however, a possible non-starter for next season. Don't get worried too much. Just easing you in. Juventus are supposedly interested in trying to sign Gabriel for a 40 million euro deal. I don't think they're aware that as soon as you join Arsenal as a Brazilian and your name is Gabriel, you can never leave. That's how it works. Juventus don't have a chance in getting one of our Gabriels out of the team. But that is the reports coming from Italy that uh, uh, Juventus will try with a 40 million euro move for Gabriel. I'm not sure Arsenal have any hope of trying to get hold of Gabriel at all this summer and Arsenal have no intention of selling him and are actually, uh, to my understanding, in the uh, kind of process of uh, considering a brand new contract for the Brazilian. But he only has two seasons left on his deal. They will need to try and get a new one done. Um, Two or three, maybe three. Uh, Lucas Torreira has been speaking about his future once again. I mean, if there's a man that can't stop talking about Arsenal, it's Emi Martinez. And if there's a man who can't stop talking about leaving Arsenal, it's Lucas Torreira. And he recently has spoken out about the potential of joining Roma. He said he appreciates Jose Mourinho as a manager and feels as though the Portuguese uh, coach has uh, got taken a liking to him and that he's open to working with him and they've had conversations. So despite the fact that Torreira is expected to join up with Arsenal on the US tour, unless he refuses, unless he does a Laurent Koscielny, for instance, um, he will be there. Uh, but there is still said to be interest from plenty uh, of uh, clubs around Europe as well, including the likes of Lazio and Valencia as well. Uh, moving ahead to potential ins for the club this summer, and David Ornstein has reported that Arsenal are one of the teams that are considering Carl Walker-Peters as a potential right-back backup option should they feel they need to go in for one. Uh, obviously, Arsenal so far have Cedric and Hector Bellerin alongside Takahiro Tomiyasu, so it seems unlikely. But Arsenal were named amongst the likes of Manchester United that are tracking Kyle Walker-Peters, um, who is uh, supposedly open, very open indeed, to leaving Southampton this summer. They brought in Liveramento, and so minutes have been a little bit uh, tricky to come by, and he has obviously played at left-back, and that may be something that Arsenal are attracted to looking into his profile. Now, yesterday we talked about N'Golo Kante, the Daily Star, reporting that Arsenal are looking at that player. And prior to that, we also talked about uh, Edon Zagrova, who was linked with the club. However, Fabrizio Romano came out to pour some very cold water on both of those deals, saying that no offer had been made for Zagrova and no negotiations at present are taking place for Kante. And I do want to take this opportunity to address some of the comments from yesterday's show that were like, None of the stuff that happens in these shows happens. And I have to try and to explain to you, we just tell you what's reported. This isn't us. You know, I'll tell you if it's us. Uh, and it very rarely is because genuine news is about a percentage of the massive whale that is the chaos and rumours of the Arsenal transfer window. So don't don't come for me. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the reports are, guys. But uh, Romano has indeed poured cold water on these two deals. Now, one player that could still end up at Arsenal this summer is uh, Alex Grimaldo. Uh, according to a number of Portuguese sources, Arsenal have stepped up their efforts and made a €7 million Euro bid to sign the Spanish international. Uh, I'm going to be looking to try and complete a breakdown on him as soon as possible, along with another target who we'll come on to in a second. But considering the fact that Lissandro Martinez may end up moving for €60 million, Euros, 
it's a solid no thank you. It's I don't need Lissandro Martinez for 60 million. That's ridiculous. And I'm not surprised that Arsenal have since moved on to other potential options. Uh, Yuri Tielemans, the latest with him as we start our week on Monday, is expected to be a big week in the world of Tielemans. Uh, this could be quite decisive this week in regarding his future. Arsenal, as we know, have got a priority above Tielemans in his position. That may be the person we're about to talk to next. Or not talk to. That would be quite impressive if we managed to talk to one of Arsenal's transfer targets. Maybe I'll set that as a challenge. <laughs> we can actually try and talk to one of Arsenal's transfer targets. Um, but Yuri Tielemans uh, is a player that we know has been linked for some time. But this week is expected to be a pivotal one in his future regarding Arsenal. And our headline story of the day to round off all of our news is that Arsenal are very genuinely interested in signing Lucas Paqueta. Hence why we feel this is probably the player that is the mystery midfielder. That said, he is a different player to Tielemans. He's more of an attack-minded player than Tielemans, where the Belgian can play kind of a box-to-box role where he's more defensive at times. Paqueta doesn't necessarily have that same edge defensive quality. I'm not saying he can't get back and defend. He can, and he's tracking back, and his energy and his pressures are brilliant. But he's not known for the defensive side as close to what Tielemans is, and Tielemans is hardly known for being some defensive giant of the game. So if he is to be brought in, it's quite an attacking sign-in. And considering we have Odegaard and Fabio Vieira and Emil Smith-Rowe, I find this a bit odd, but I'm not sure I'd turn it down because the option to get another one, another Brazilian in, but another fantastic player, of which Paqueta certainly is, into this Arsenal squad is very interesting indeed. I'm planning on doing a couple shows on Paqueta. Hopefully a tactical breakdown will be out for you within the next 24 hours. So make sure that you are subscribed to the channel to get all the information regarding the Brazilian international who would join up with the Gabriel trio and Marquinhos, who is an honorary Gabriel, as is any Brazilian that now plays for Arsenal Football Club. And that completes all of today's stories on Monday morning. Hopefully it's going to be a really big week for the Gunners. We're now going to move on to the second part of the show, which is, of course, tackling as many of your questions as we can in the chat box. So if you indeed do have any questions, we would like to go through. I do want to mention that this Akshat says Brazilian question mark tick goatee question mark tick Gabriel in the name no he meets two of the three parameters used by Arsenal when signing players this summer so yeah I'd say the chances of signing Paqueta are quite high we do forget that goatees are absolutely mandatory if you are Brazilian and wanting to join Arsenal so you know um <laughs> we might we might need to see Marquinhos grow a little bit if he can um, but uh, but yeah, certainly they are two of the three requirements made so that you can join the club this summer. Well pointed out, Akshat. Let's move on to the second half of today's show after this quick break. Okay then, let's jump into the chat box and tackle some of these questions. And good morning to everybody that's joining us late. If you're catching up, thank you so much. Do leave a comment on some of your thoughts and feelings about what we've discussed and what we might discuss in the coming 20 minutes or so. And of course, if you could drop a like on the video, I would really, really appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Patrick who says, are we looking for a new keeper already? Absolutely not, Patrick. The club are very happy with their business for Matt Turner. I found it quite... Strange listening to some of the reaction to Matt Turner. I mean, as I say, I tuned into Hughes um, 
Twitter space the other day. And my goodness, the, the amount of kind of anger towards Matt Turner. I felt bad for Sophie that was really trying to bang the drum of, of Matt Turner uh, and support him and fair play to her. She did a great job, but it was a difficult one. Um, very, very difficult when you've got that many people not seemingly liking a player after one performance. Um, Bellagio says, what could be the thought process behind Paqueta? Can he play in the wide areas? I mean, if we just take a, a brief Paqueta look, uh, I am going to cover this in a lot more detail uh, this evening and this afternoon in our breakdown. Fingers crossed that we we do that. He he doesn't really play in a wide area, to my understanding. I might be told I'm wrong later when we do our show, but you know he's played, in fairness, you know he's played nine games of his career at left mid, 12 games of his career at right mid. Let me have a quick check of when those games were. His last game at right midfield was in 2020. Played one game for AC Milan against Juventus, 82 minutes. Before that, it was all the way back in 2017, uh, it seems. So not exactly recent. Oh, no, tell a liar. He played at right mid for Brazil uh, in 2021 in the, what I believe is the 9th of March, uh, it says on here. So there you go. That's the last time he played at right mid regarding left mid. Let's have a quick check on left mid. I know this is the most riveting piece of footballistic YouTube content you've ever seen. Um, but <laughs> the last time he played left mid again was in 2020 for AC Milan. So he has played a few games, but it's not his typical kind of position at all. He's normally playing in a more of a central attacking midfield or central midfield or second striker role. Very versatile player, to be fair to him, and would be a very big asset to the club. Um, James says, what do you think of Sambi's prospects for this season? He doesn't get much of a mention amid all the sentiment transfer rumours. James, that's because he's staying. Um, we actually reported an exclusive story on this uh, with Sasha Tavalieri that it is an expectation that Sambi will stay. Uh, speaking to people very close to the player, he doesn't want to leave. He wants to stick and fight for his place. And with the Europa League next season, the expectation is that he will get plenty of opportunities to do that. So I don't think we need to be worried about uh, Lokonga going anywhere at all right now. Uh, Ross says, Tom, do I think we will sign anyone this week? Honestly, no, I don't think we will. What I think we will see hopefully this week is some really strong stories coming out about the progression of deals, you know, fees being agreed, personal terms, possibly getting closer with certain targets, maybe like Paqueta. This week's going to be big, I think, for transfers, not for signing of them, but certainly for agreeing deals and getting closer to the agreement of certain targets. It's a big, big week, I think, for that. Uh, let's go to sweet baby Jesus, who says, Tom, how are you? I believe we should be going for both Tillemans and Douglas Louise because they would only cost around 60 million combined and relatively fair wages. That would lock down the midfield. I have said for a long time that I've wanted two central midfielders this summer. I've said that from the beginning and well ahead of the summer transfer window. I always thought it would just be the one uh, it, realistically, um, but I'm still holding out that we might get two. We haven't got one yet, so we need to make sure we just get the first one through the door as well. Ashton says, if we get Kante, which doesn't seem that likely, do you see him playing in the eight or the six role? Keep up the good work and love from New Zealand. Thanks, mate. Uh, big up the Kiwis over in uh, TGT Kiwis. In terms of where would Kante play, um, I think that he's missed. there's a lot of big mixed conception that he's a DM, like he's not a DM. I wouldn't describe him as an out-and-out -out DM. So I think he would kind of play in the same kind of role that Xhaka has with more energy and more progression and more on-the-ball work. Um, but I wouldn't be putting him as like a lone six. He could probably do a better job at lone six than Lukonga could, but I don't see him as a, a DM, uh, an out-and-out -out DM anyway. 
Paqueta seems perfect for the position Arteta was using Xhaka for last season, says Ishan. I can't disagree with you, to be honest. Uh, I really can't. Um, <laughs> Deep 11, the answer to your question is no. Uh, Joseph says, if Arteta and Odu actually have their targets and said targets want Arsenal, then why would there be any delays? Uh, because money. And I know that you're not going to like that as an answer, but Arsenal have a budget this summer and they will try and get maximum value for those players. Agents of the players, we're trying to get them on the biggest wage possible and Arsenal will want to keep them on and within their wage structure. So I know it seems like, well, we want the player, the player wants us. Tillemans' situation is a perfect example. Why aren't we going for them? Well, in that case, we've got other targets that we're preferring. If we can try and get them, we will. However, we do feel that there's a, a willingness from Tillemans that if we don't get the primary target in midfield, we just jump towards uh, Tielemans instead because we know that he's keen on coming and a deal with Leicester shouldn't be too difficult. That said, if they ask to start asking for silly money, then we may change our minds. But the reason is because we're trying to negotiate the best possible contract uh, feasible for these players. Um, uh, Elliot says, should we sign both Tielemans and Paqueta for 60 million? I mean, you can't get them for both 60 million. You're going to be looking at spending about 50 on Paqueta, 45 to 50 million is what you're going to have to pay for him. And then you're looking at paying 30 million on top of that for Tielemans. So you're looking at least 75 to 80 million to get hold of the pair. I'm not sure Arsenal are going to spend that amount of money. Uh, Galish says, Tom, any thoughts or chance of getting Coop Miners and Gvardio? Don't think so. Neither have been mentioned as potential transfer targets for the club with any real amount of genuine... Genuinity? <laughs> That's not a word. With any genuine fact, if that works, I hope it does. I hope you understand what I mean. You, you, yeah, definitely do. Uh, let's go to Manu, who says, could we see a formation where Paqueta, Odegaard, Jesus and Vieira play together? That would be a silly amount of source. Yeah, I mean, those kind of three playing in the 4-2-3-1 narrow formation, uh, Paqueta, Odegaard and Vieira all playing behind Jesus. I think it could work. Paqueta left, Odegaard in the middle, Vieira on the right. I think that would work behind Jesus. That's a ridiculous amount of movement and attacking threat. I would definitely love to see something like that. Uh, Sam says, would you overpay for a player like Paqueta? Because I could see Arsenal getting into a bidding war with Newcastle and he would probably be open to both moves. He'd be open to Newcastle, I think, because they'd be offering to pay him more. He'd be open to a move to Arsenal because it's a more prestigious uh, club that has access to European football and has plenty of his Brazilian teammates. I know they have Bruno Guimaraes, but uh, we've got the Gabriel trio, mate. So we're slightly ahead in that fashion. Uh, but yeah, I think that we would not necessarily have to pay over the odds. I think we would pay the asking price and we should be able to get him in. Uh, let's go to... What is Paqueta's middle name, says Aditya? It's a good question. What is Lucas Paqueta's? Because I'm sure like, like Portuguese and Brazilian names are really long. Uh, his name is Lucas Toletino Colo de Lima. Uh, I don't know where the Paqueta comes from. Um, but uh, yeah, that's his name, Lucas. To I'm probably off butchering the pronunciation, but Lucas Tolentino Colo de Lima. Uh, so there you go. Uh, maybe it, mm, it doesn't have an accent on the C, so it's I, I assume it's a hard C still. There you go. Um, no Gabriel, though, I'm afraid, nowhere to be seen, uh, unfortunately. Uh, let's go to do, 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 do. a big fat Savalaki who says Udegaard and Vieira play a lot closer to the box. We need a holding mid like Yuri, not Paqueta. I feel that's a full story to make it look like Newcastle got one over us. He visited uh, Newcastle in the last week. I didn't even know that happened. If that did, fair play. I've never not heard that. But if he did and Arsenal want him, 
I hope Arsenal get him because I think he's a great player and I don't really want a player of that quality going to Newcastle, to be fair. Um, Track says, the trouble nowadays is that agents have jumped on the gravy train. Uh, agents obviously want to get the best deal for both their client and themselves. And, you know, they hold a lot of weight in the market. Nick says, Ben Jacobs mentioned that Paqueta would prefer Arsenal. And that isn't entirely surprising. And I have no reason to doubt uh, Ben Jacobs on that. Uh, Akil says, what's your view on our own Lucas Torreira? As a six, does he have a hope? I don't think he has a hope at all, uh, really, um, in this situation. I don't think there's any kind of uh, hope in that happening. He might go on the US tour. I think his mind is elsewhere. I don't think he sees himself having a future at Arsenal. I may be wrong. I've been wrong about players in the past, like El Nenny, who I thought were going to leave. They didn't. Maybe Lucas Torreira will turn out to have a future at the club. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Swedish Gunner says, with all those Brazilians in the squad, do you think that Torreira might feel better about himself living in London? The South American connection. Um, of course, Brazilians speak Portuguese, whereas I'm sure I think Uruguayans speak Spanish. So there may be uh, a difference there. But maybe the South American connection is strong enough. Um I, I don't know how much of an impact that would have, to be honest. But uh, a lot of players have changed since we signed Lucas Torreira. You know, how many players that Mikel Arteta didn't sign have gone? Um, so I think that he was in, now in a squad of players that aren't really that familiar to him. He's got a fair few still, you know, Bellerin, Maitland-Niles, Pepe, Tierney. Um, but most of them are gone uh, and are going still as well. Many more will still leave. So not necessarily sure it's the most familiar team at all. Uh, yes, Goku, you're absolutely right. Uh, a lot of the Portuguese or Brazilian players will likely speak Spanish as well. I'm sure that a lot of them will. Uh, they're quite similar um, in terms of uh, the language. So, I mean, yeah, uh, I guess that a lot of them will. And a lot of Portuguese and Brazilian players have played in Spain as well. So that also helps. Uh, the Hippo says, uh, surely... The value for money of Tielemans means we just need to get it done. Won't dithering put him off? I don't think so. He seems very keen on joining Arsenal and just feels like it's a bit of a waiting game right now. Uh, if, you, if you're put off by the team dithering, you know, it's, it's your choice. But I don't think that, I don't think it would be an issue. We'll see what happens. Arsenal just want to get the best players in. We don't want to rush and get players that aren't our priorities when we could have got someone better. So we need to try and have the strongest window possible without, of course, missing out on those potential uh, potential targets. Um, let's go to Akil, who says, does Edu's Brazilian raid remind you of Wenger's French Revolution? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I think that with Wenger, obviously he was the manager and Edu's the technical director. Edu, for a while, didn't really approach the Brazilian market. We have Martinelli come in before Edu was really had a grip on Arsenal's transfers. We brought in Pablo Marie from Brazil, of course. But yeah, we didn't really have that grip. Willian and Gabriel came in. Willian was still supposedly quite a lot more to do with Raul Sanyehi and Gabriel as well was still a lot to do with Raul Sanyehi too. So I think Edu has, has waited and bided his time and now we're starting to see maybe more of that Brazilian influence on the squad. But it's also about having kind of that communication. It actually, Ed, uh, Arteta was asked about the threat of having kind of um, nationality clicks, if you will, which is like where you have, you know, uh, people within the same nationality sticking with one another in social groups in the squad. And he doesn't want that. He wants everyone to be, you know, cohesive and as one entire group rather than little uh, little small cliques of, of players. So I, I think it's going to be fine. I don't think there's going to be an issue with it. He wants a community feel about the team. He wants a togetherness in the group. That's why he's moved on plenty of troubled players 
from the squad. And hopefully we fulfilled the benefits of that again this season. Um, let's go to CJ says, hi, Tom. I've been away all weekend. I know nothing about Arsenal news. So what's going on with the Martinez deal? Yeah, Arsenal aren't getting hold of Martinez. CJ, I'm afraid to tell you, it doesn't seem like Ajax are wanting a stupid fee of around 60 million now. Manchester United are the only team, it seems, that he uh, is open for, which is a shame, but I don't think he's, any, he's worth 60 million. Not at all. Uh, let's to uh, Deep Eleven says, did you see Edu collaborating with AFTV? Great to see that he is making a connection between the fans and the club stronger. Obviously, I know that won't go down well with everybody, but I, for one, don't mind that at all. You know, I think that's great. You want to see that connection. You want to see it. And look, if anyone's going to talk to Edu, I don't mind if it's Lee Judges. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. I found it very amusing. But uh, yeah, uh, I, you know, he's. Uh, I, I saw a fair few people on Twitter going, they didn't ask him any good questions. And you have to understand, like, th they aren't going to answer some questions. They, they just aren't. And so if you want to build that connection, if you want to build a strong relationship so that maybe in the future you can ask better questions, more in-depth questions, then you are going to ask certain questions and not others that maybe seem might if you had the, had the chance to say anything to Edu that you would. But in that scenario, you're just not. And so Lee was cheeky in, in, in anything asking about transfers. Um, so, you know... It's, it's about building that relationship and that strong foundation. It's why in like press conferences, like you see certain questions asked and maybe you're sitting there and going, why didn't that question get asked? But you can't just ask a certain question a certain way because you have to build up that respect level at the same time. It's just, just the way it works. Um, you're not going to get invited back if you start being disrespectful or you're too prying on certain things. You have to be clever and quality with your questions uh, otherwise, you won't come back. It's, it's as simple as that. Uh, Big Fats of Lucky, I struggle saying it over and over again. Is it too wishful thinking that we're saving money from Grimaldo that we could be getting ready for a really good winger? I don't think it's wishful thinking. I think that money being saved in one area could absolutely be redirected to another. I don't think it's silly thinking at all. I think it's very, very possible that that would be the situation. Uh, let's go to Akshat, who says, uh, Tom, as Sasha said on the show the other day, Tielemans is not the number one uh, in the midfield. So who do you think the player may be? Paqueta is arguably this player. You know, Paqueta is, is arguably that, that guy. So uh, I don't know for certain who it is, and, and not many people, if anyone does. But there's a chance it could be Paqueta. But that is a bit strange because they are very different in terms of the way and positions and the areas of the field that they occupy. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, there's a good question I've missed, apparently. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Can't see it. Um, apparently, it was a question from Anton asking. Ah, oh, here we go. Yes. Uh, odd that no club is in for Tillemans. Is it a problem with Leicester? Obviously, Anton, as I say every single time, we know a percentage of what happens in the transfer window. Just because there's no reports about another team, and in fairness, both Newcastle and Man United have both been linked to Tillemans this summer. So it's not to say there's no one else, but also so much happens that we don't know about. We can't take the transfer stories literally as fact and nothing else exists, you know, because we know that some transfer rumours aren't true. Some are. Thankfully, plenty are, but annoyingly, a lot aren't. And also, you've got a situation where, you know, things are going on behind the scenes, especially with Arsenal, that we just don't know about, which is why I'm trying to hold judgment. You know, 
I I can only judge and really judge and criticize Arsenal's transfer activity come the start of the season. Because at that point, we've if we've not signed the players that we needed as priorities, we've not done it. And we know we, factually by that point, we've not done it. Until that point, I can't speak for something that we don't know is happening. So that's why I will reserve my criticism until the start of the season. If we've not signed the players we need to, then we need to make sure that we are critical, measured, and critical and a measured a measured criticism, if you like, you know, of that situation because we should have had a plan. You know, we we should have had a plan uh, of being there. Rosh says, "What are the benefits of TGT membership?" Rosh, thank you so much for asking. Uh, we have uh, three, four, four tiers of of membership. Um, effectively, they've changed over the years. TGT, just being a TGT member makes you, you know, get access to lots of the little custom emojis and stuff in the chat box. Uh, you get a little symbol next to your name that changes the longer that you've been with us. Uh, the plus memberships, if basically you want to give a little bit extra and stick with that, which is, you know, but most people choose the the third and fourth tiers, which is the TGT expert member, which is you get to join our Discord server. You get to come on the shows for our regular podcast. We're going to be doing another members podcast again very, very soon plus everything that you got with the previous one. And then you have the TGT ambassadors, which is for those people that, again, want to get all of that extra stuff, but want to show some, some more support to the channel. So there's your rundown of the membership levels. Link in the description if you would like to join the TGT community and our Discord server. Uh, it's a fantastic place to be. Uh, <laughs> Adam, not really special treatment at all, to be honest, because we just try and click the questions we see pop up. I think that people will see I read out loads of questions from people that aren't uh, members. If that was some kind of salty comment, I don't really care. <laughs> Josh says uh, Arsenal are doing, uh, are doing, going on in the transfer window. Two more signings, consolidate and bring a couple of the young players through and we have a good chance of top four. I think that we are going to need two to three more signings to want to you know, have a really good place to be in terms of competing for the top four. And they need to be those priority areas of defence and midfield. So there's the two kind of areas for that. Um, <laughs> uh, Dan says, in fact, Tom very rarely reads my comments and actually reads more non-members. <laughs> I don't want to be favourite. I don't want to give favourites to people. I I've had people email me saying, you never answer my questions. And I'm like, I have, there's over a thousand of you watching. I can't get to every single question. It's, it's near impossible. I literally just look at the comment section and pick the one that I see after reading it briefly now. Um, James says, do we need another number nine? Look at Spurs' striker options. Do we have as many goals in our team? The answer is no, James, we don't. You're going to find it very difficult to match what Harry Kane and Human Son can provide and they've now added of course Kulisevsky and they've added um Richarlison to that it's going to be difficult to match Arsenal need to make sure that they are strengthening throughout the team because it's my honest opinion that we've got a better defense than um than Spurs I think we've got a better goalkeeper than Spurs and I think that we've got uh, as good as if not a better especially if we strengthen a midfield than Spurs it's those world-class players that have carried Spurs to where they are it's as simple as that for me, and we need to make sure that we try and close that. I do think that Gabriel Jesus helps close that gap. You know, he's a better player than Richarlison, so it's helped us close that gap. Um, but we do need more. Absolutely. Um, let's going on. Uh, I can't speculate on random stuff, guys. Again, I know I feel like I'm saying this every single show, but I can't speculate on rumor, social rumors in particular. Um 
Thanks, Muds. Appreciate that. I, I try to be as fair uh, as well. Um, actually, it says I've been a member for a while, but find the Discord server a bit overwhelming to get into. Too much stuff. I can't keep track. To be fair, our Discord server started off as basically just one channel. It has now expanded into about, what, 20 different channels on Discord. Um, there's a lot of different topics and communities in there, and uh, and people love it. So I would suggest getting involved with it if you like, and you can keep up with it. If not, maybe just pick one channel that, to get involved with and stick with transfers or stick with just the TGT chat or stick with the game time. Like There's a specific channel for like when the games are going on that you can just chat to people on if you're like, maybe you're, um, you're from outside the UK, so you can't find that connection with fans and there's no fan clubs around you. The Discord server is really good for that during games. It gives you people to talk to while the games are on. And it's, yeah, it's, it's great. But as Dave says, it's a full-time job, the Discord. <laughs> you know, you can miss things. It's like being in a giant WhatsApp group with uh, 200 odd people. Uh, Mel uh, says, uh, Tom, why do you... Uh, oh, sorry, I've missed your question. There it is. Mel says, Tom, why do you think we're herding, uh, hoarding attacking midfielders instead of defensive midfielders? Don't you think we need a DM? I think we do need to someone that's going to strengthen the defensive side of the midfield. Yes, it's something that I have called for and wanted. Uh, I have preferred the number eight. The left-hand side position, I think, needs the most strengthening of anywhere because, you know, you've got Partey and Xhaka and and uh, Laconga and El Nini. When you look at the left-hand side, it's really only Xhaka that's, that can play there. The uh, Conga has played there, um, but I think we need someone else. So that's why I think I look at that position more so than, than anything else. Um, we've been going for over 30 minutes now. Um, Girish says, Tom, will you do an inv invitation discussion with Babs? Uh, and another going to talk show uh, I love on YouTube. Uh, a massive, by the way, congratulations to Babs for hitting 100,000 subscribers. Amazing work. If you see his videos, the work that goes into them, is mad um the editing everything it's yeah something that i am envious of of how good the, the production is um it's, it's a skill that i wish i knew how to do a lot more with um is editing but what he produces is is brilliant so uh, a massive congratulations to babs and uh we wish him the absolute best i would love to, to have a chat with him i've not ever spoken to him um but yeah it's definitely something i'd be more than open to um, if you're listening, Babs, DMs are open, mate. Uh, Marcus says, so do you have the stats on the number of questions read versus questions sent? Uh, keep up the great work. Yes, XM, X expected messages. That's what it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> anyway, thanks so much uh, for tuning in. Really appreciate, as always, the kind support that you give to the channel. I'll be back uh, at 10 a.m. over on the Arsenal way. And then, of course, I'll be back at 6 p.m. today with your second show of the day. Fingers crossed, bringing you a Lucas Paqueta tactical breakdown. So I look forward to that. Thank you so much, guys, for having the time to tune in. As always, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. As always, I look forward to seeing you a little bit later on. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.